When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh, no. Oh, it's everywhere. What have you done? Oh, I've just shit myself. Oh, don't worry. Oh, why was anyone going to take me seriously as a filmmaker? I'm covered in shit. Well, you want to contact At Her Film Project. They help people who are from... People who are... What are you trying to say? Spit it out. Hang on. It's a smell. The smell's really affecting me. Her Film Project help people who are underrepresented in film. And as far as I know... No one's admitted to shitting themselves and made of making a film at the same time. Oh, what, you mean that after sitting around in this the whole time? Well, yeah. Oh, all right then. At her field project. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to have to go because it smells awful. Hello, welcome to yet another edition of Film Fandango, the film podcast. Where a man who is me, Marek Larwood, goes to the cinema with a friend. They watch the film, they eat popcorn, they occasionally look over to each other when something amuses them both, and then they go to a house and talk about it. That is what's going to happen. And today's guest, I mean, normally presented by David Reed. But he's on paternity leave and he's had a lovely daughter. So let's say congratulations again. Three, two, one. Congratulations. congratulations. Who's that? Ooh. It's my friend, filmmaker, Paul Allen. Hello, Paul. Hello, Merrick. Um, I suppose you should explain how we know each other. School and growing up together in the Isle of Wight. I was um, best friends with Paul's older brother at school in the Isle of Wight. And Paul was friends with my younger brother. And we used to share many a bus journey home from Sundown High School to Pembridge, in which I was the model student, would you say? Bully is the word I was that came to mind. Uh, why, would you, why was I a bully? Well, you largely bullied Corrie and anyone else. Did the, the polo incident where you had one, <laughs> one polo left in your whole pack after you giving them around the whole bus and then... Chuck the last one out the window instead of giving it to Corey. That kind of thing. Well, goes to show how much I've changed over the years. <laughs> now, <clears throat> it may seem very, very quiet because I've come all the way to Cardiff to do this podcast 
and to make some internet films of Paul, um, <laughs> which no one will ever see. And it sounds quite bad, doesn't it? Uh, why does that sound? Why are you laughing at internet films? It, because n- no one uses that expression, internet films. Yeah, film, or YouTube films. YouTube films sounds okay. Yeah. And if you want to see those, you can go to my YouTube channel, and Marit Lord, and f- follow them. Or watch your Spatchcock sketches. Spatchcock sketches, yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that, but do that anyway. We went to um, the cinema. I mean, uh, first of all, I, I, I can't believe how cheap it was. Four pounds. Welcome to Wales. And everywhere was almost... Un- What's happened with the cinema price in Wales? I think Wales, one then? of them... There was like a new independent cinema opened up and had £4 entrance and then I think the others had to follow suit, basically. I don't understand. I don't understand how... I don't understand how it's £4, but it's, it is. And the view cinema, it's, it's all, all, all the time. Can someone please write in and explain what the cut... Is it a percentage cut that they... Because surely if you're, making, you're, you're in the film... You want them to be charging £10 if you're getting 55% yeah, yeah, yeah. of the box office, not four quid. Yeah, yeah. Who are those Welsh pricks charging four quid? I'm going to stop sending my film to Wales. Yeah, that's, that's what I imagine that's what Harvey Weinstein would say when he had a job. Um, <clears throat> so we went to see Paddington 2. I was tempted to go and see Battle of the Sexes, but what I normally do is go on IMDb and look which had the better score. It's a pro- Battle of the Sexes was, is a tennis one about Billy Jean King with Emma Stone in it. Um, and Paddington 2 is getting exceptional reviews. 8.3 currently on IMDb. Have you seen the first Paddington? I have seen the first one and it was brilliant. I mean, I thought it was one of the best... Was it... No, when did it come out? 2014. 2014. I don't think I saw it in 2014. But when I saw it, I mean, it's, yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, I think just the... Uh, just really, just well-crafted, just really well-considered, and the script was just great and... Yeah. So this was that I saw the start of Paddington and I thought, oh, it's all right, but it had good reviews. Um, this one, it's a similar thing. It starts off and it's a little bit like a Richard Curtis film, I suppose, mm-hmm. where London's painted as this place where people still use red telephone boxes and everyone talks to each other and people still live in really, really pretty streets. Um, I mean, that's exactly like that. <laughs> it's exactly how you describe it, actually. Yeah. I think London is a shithole. <laughs> I think it's a shithole, and I think everyone's really rude. And this idea that London's a really friendly place, and when you watch things like Notting Hill, where it's um, generally, which is not a trend now, it used to be overtly white and not representational. Now it's to the point where it's trying to be PC, and you can't really. And, but the point is ridiculous, where it's just you mm. just you see different nationalities in, in order. And you can't ever have a... Fact. Yeah. <laughs> it's got mental. Uh, so the story is, Pennington is now settled in with the... Um, Browns. You describe the plot. And then he wants to get a present for his aunt. Can't remember her name. Yes, his aunt is a, who is still in the jungle in uh, somewhere. And she's at know. like a retirement home thing for bears. And she's basically, 100 years old. She's 100 years old and he wants to get her... A present, and the it gets quite convoluted, but but that's basically the MacGuffin, isn't it? That's the thing, and he has to get this present, and that kind of drives the plot because then it gets stolen. Yeah, so his aunt Lucy that's w- it. had always wanted to come to London, uh, but she obviously couldn't afford it because they're bears. I, I don't know what they, I don't know what jobs they do. 
this just seems to make marmalade, but I don't think it doesn't pay very well. Yeah, I mean, you think that you'd probably be bodyguards to rip people's heads off. That's true. Yeah. We'll get to dancing with some some Russian blokes. And they can't do that. So the fact they've outlawed bears dancing in front of Russian people, that's the whole bear economy gone. <laughs> the whole bear economy is screwed. So Aunt Lucy, this is not in the film. This is just what <laughs> I've backstory. concluded. So Aunt Lucy, has to, he, he's going to buy her a present and he finds a pop-up book in um, Gruber's store, which is on the Portobello Road, which looks a lot... Uh, what, was, what was really interesting about Portobello Road because I lived there and just not, and lived near there when I first moved to London you could really see the effect of grading in the film when you see a place you know yeah, yeah, yeah. quite well and the colours look completely different you think oh they pushed all the reds up well, in there well they do they uh, all in the... that film particularly and especially in the first one they played around with the grade a lot because they I mean it really I mean it's, it's very stylized generally but in the first one there's it all goes gloomy and they literally desaturate it massively and then when it comes back to life, it, they just it saturates massively. So I think it's it's all kind of hyper real anyway, isn't it? I mean, it's that, that whole yeah. But it's really odd when you see it. I mean, actually, for, the place you know and the people who don't know what grading is is basically they shoot. They normally shoot things, and they shoot them. And they when they on the film, they're quite flat, so they don't have much color in them. And then all in post, they add the color, so it gives you the look of the film. So for, uh, Nordic Noir is a classic example of the washed-out grey look that's sort of accentuated. Or like The Matrix has a green cast over everything. That's another pretty recognisable one. Or Yeah. Here is my ride for the film. At the start, I thought, oh, everyone's annoying me. I'm completely with you with that, and I think that the betweenness and the... But that's a, that's a challenge, I think, you've got with script writing because you've got, you've got no investment at that stage, so it just... It's all payoff later on, and that's the kind of compromise I think you've got to pay. And I think it does pay off later on, but it is, I, I'm with you. It's like, ah. Uh... Yeah, the first 10 minutes I thought I was, I was a bit annoyed by it. Until, and everyone's doing, it's literally who's who in British comedy, uh, everyone with their um, cameo parts. I mean, Ben Whishaw's a really good choice of Paddington voice. It's perfect. I think he's absolutely perfect. Yeah, I think it, yeah. And um, Julie Walters in it, Hugh Bonneville, Sally Hawkins, and people Sally playing, Hawkins is great. I think people playing sort of the, the other parts like Jessica Hines is uh, Ben Miller, Sanjeev Bhaskar, uh, Peter Capaldi, and playing people on the street. And I find them all doing slightly annoying versions of stuff they've already done mm. until the villain of the piece <laughs> comes along. And I think my acting, my love of actors, has come down to two actors now. Ron Gosling, who people know that I love, and Hugh Grant, and I, I, I love him. <laughs> He's so good in this, isn't he? He's sort of post Hugh Grant. I mean, this is this is Hugh Grant, almost just not taking himself seriously, and just it just looks like he's enjoying it a lot, and he's brilliant, isn't he? I mean, he's thoroughly. I mean, I think it's a good. I mean, this undoubtedly it's a good role. A hamming up actor role is. It's a perfect role for it's an actor. It's a perfect role for an actor, generally. And he's playing, and he's an actor who likes dressing up and disguising himself as other people and ha- hamming things up. Um, it, it, and he's brilliant at it. And he's brilliant at all the other parts, other parts he does as well, without sort of going into too much detail. But it, I think he adds more than, and there's a sort of Hugh Grantness to him, but not playing. The, the typical Hugh Grant. Yeah, it's yeah. an extension of Hugh Grant, uh-huh. but he's so charismatic that every time he came on screen, uh, I sort of laughed a lot. But this film, I thought it was... It totally won me round. I thought it was excellent. Yeah. 
I, I completely, I think it was a, it's just really, I think particularly from the script, script writing point of view, I just think it's, I do script writing and I think it's just to have it so neat, it's just really neatly constructed and that's just a lot of time to work that out and then the structure, is, it's really intricate because they do the, um, the family, I think they did in the first one as well, I think this idea that they've all got their kind of, I mean it's kind of classic stuff but they've all got their minor character flaws and then you know, through through overcoming them, they you know they, that's realised in the kind of final scenes. Um, there were quite a lot of characters to introduce. I think they did. I think they probably could have done with. Well, I think they kind of set themselves up a little bit too much in the first one. Um, but I think it's brilliant. I mean, I just think in all those little little motifs about the thing, like the kind of um, yoga bit and stuff. I mean, they did the callbacks, and it's just it becomes just more and more satisfying as the film. Yeah, goes there's on not really much fat on it at all. Well, there's no fat. All the all the all the everything that's mentioned does have a role in the film but not so much where you watch films and someone will just say yes of course I've just started doing karate lessons and there's one thing well, yeah no that's no, really it's all, it's all sort just of like tightly woven because yeah exactly that and I thought like there were scenes like in the, the, the I'm conscious of spoilers I don't even know when I'm saying a spoiler I don't even know but, but, a, but a joke something was a joke in it sort of, that could have been a throwaway joke, and you realise that, that that joke was there for a reason to and give it. And it feels throwaway at the time, and that's why it can feel a little bit empty at the beginning because it just feels like you're, they're just setting up. So there's no there's no payoff at the beginning, and there are a lot of those things where. But when it's done really well, you don't even you don't even detect it. Um, and I think and I think it just it, it hides it because it just does it with such charm. And I think it was um, yeah brilliant. And but by, by the time you get to the end, it's like it's just 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 enormously satisfying. You know you're in safe hands. The whole thing is excellent. All the actors, all the sort of the the main actors uh, are really great. Who's the Brendan Gleeson's brilliant? Brendan Gleeson's well. fantastic. I think as well, it's just a perfect match for the director. Paul. The director is Paul King. Paul King. Now, who, who directed oh, the, an episode of a sketch show that I was in eight years ago? I mean, obviously, our paths have gone, our career paths have gone different. I mean, I'm sitting in a room in Cardiff talking or making a podcast. But I mean, I suppose he would wish he wishes he could be doing this. Yeah, yeah. And not making a massive multi-million Hollywood success. But saying that he did before that he did a film, I uh, Bunny and the Bull. He did, which I really thoroughly didn't enjoy. I mean, I re- I didn't enjoy that at all, and I, it felt it felt everything. This wasn't you know, it, it was quite the script was kind of loose and it was just it was just meandering. But this just felt, but it, I've, but in that, and I think it's the Mighty Boosh. He does the Mighty Boosh as well, doesn't it? It's yes, so he he did um, Bunny Bull, which had Simon Farnaby in it, who also wrote um, Paddington. They also wrote this Paddington too, as well, with another writer. But it's just a perfect match, I think, because it's kind of hyper real and all that stylization, a lot of the kind of um, those kind of an- animation elements, which are a bit like. If there's a tiny bit Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson, it's definitely Wes Anderson. I mean, like just the, the, the palette of the. Um, like the credits and stuff, but there's a lot of that stuff and those those kind of cross-sectional um, miniatures and things like that. But I thought um, it's just a really good match, you know, I think for his style because it is kind of hyper-real and that's exactly what he did really well in like The Mighty Boosh. But the details are, are in... The details and effort gone into each oh, scene. Just so much care. I just, I just look at it and think, yeah, just... We both said... Hours of work, yeah. That when you aspire to make films and you watch something rubbish you think, oh, I could do that and you said... Yeah, you know, yeah. When you watch, watch something like that, it's kind of depressing in its own right. You think you'd never, you know, it's it's on such a level of 
so many people hitting the mark on such a level. I mean, from I mean, for me, as I say, I think it's all bedded in the script. I think the script is just great. But then you build on that, then just really great casting, brilliant performances, and then of course just like phenomenal CGI. I mean, the, the bear CGI is just... was absolutely brilliant, and all the artistic direction was brilliant. Uh, and it, it, it was so well done, and the audience would say we was we were there. And there were kids there, there were pensioners there. Yeah, and we were there, and people, it was quite interesting. The reactions were. Well, so I, I want to ask about this because I know you're you really don't like noise in the cinema. But for me, actually, hearing that kid, I mean, the kid was obviously a few rows of us, so it was kind of safe distance. But I kind of liked him a couple of times. He was shouting things out, but you could clearly getting a real reaction. And even those the the the, uh, the older people there were some points when they properly reacted out loud but I kind of felt like we were part of it together I mean I, I am normally very I, you know I, I like it silent but I kind of felt like we were in it together I always wondered how you or did you just take them yeah I, no I didn't I, their kid I, I did think do you know what are you bring to your kid literally five minutes after the film started uh, a couple came in with their kid who was just talking really loudly and I thought what the and it they walk with it to the <laughs> Right to the front of the cinema, we were right at the back as well, and so so we it wasn't too intrusive, but I I just thought it was that's a real sign of success when in a cinema where everyone was all age groups were captivated and satisfied, and also please make sure you stay to the end into the oh, credits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. I'd give it... I mean, how many pulls do you give it? I think I'd get... I was thinking about this walking back. I think I'd give it nine pulls, possibly. I think... And I'd probably just reserve the last pull from the fact that... I think a fully satisfying film for me also... You know, anything it's got to say is... It's... it's these are kind of, like, just familiar tales of, of good deeds. You know, it's like a Saturday morning cartoon. And I think of, of a fully satisfying film. It's actually... Really challenges you, make you think. think no, ten is it absolutely blows you for me. Absolutely blows you away, and you think I've, I feel like I've fundamentally changed my psyche. But you literally almost like you actually think about stuff different, and you're not going to get that from that kind of thing. But then again, it's never you know it's never going to be that. But I think it was amazing. I mean, I think it was just. I give it nine Marics as well. I think it's one hands down one of the best films of the year, and. But do you think it's better? I haven't seen the first one, but do you think it was better than the, the I'd first one? I'd say it's probably on a par, actually. I'd say they're both... And I think, and it's just really refreshing to see the fact that they didn't just um, didn't just cash in. I mean, they could easily have just done it, but they, you know, the same massive attention to detail, which, quite frankly, yeah, they, they, they would have made they, the same money. They, they could have really skimped. And some of the bits of when they're... I can't say spoilers, but you just think they look beautiful. I think the effort of doing the CGI, of just doing the shot and going about the shot that way... I mean, that's you look at things that would have cost a hundred grand, two hundred grand. Yeah, it's just you know, to, to do that sh- shot. That one where you, cut where away, you yeah. could have gone, the studio could have said, "Yeah, screw that, or just we'll make more money." But what's interesting, I wonder whether I mean, there's probably this is probably not a rule, but I, I wonder whether because the the CGI elements are so labour intensive that some of the script elements they, they, they can't you can't wing it. You know, you have to get it not um, locked down, and I know when I did um, my film course, often the animations had much better scripts because they knew what they were playing with in terms of the time each one of those frames was going to take to work on. So they, you know, they really nailed down their scripts so they were sharp and they were they never had any fat in them because they knew how much 
effort was going to be. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't shoot an extra scene just in just in case with an animation. I, I don't know. Part of me thinks that that might be part of the process when you've got to animate a bear to that degree. Well, it says uh, I thought it must take so long, but so the filming date is the twenty seventh, so seventeenth of October two twenty sixteen to January twenty seventeen, and it had Portobello Road on the twelfth of June. Must have been all the so. That's not. That no, long, no, no. really. Normally, it's about a year. Can be for doing that CGI. They must just have a massive post houses just working twenty four hours a day. Well, on for it's a double nine. Double nine. Well done, everyone involved in Paddington Two. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to be putting that on their on their posters. Yeah, I'm um, positive. <laughs> All right, let's go on to this business. It's the letters section. If you want to write in, you can send a letter in. <laughs> How do you do that, Paul? You could write to filmfan no hello filmfandango at gmail Is any of that right? No. You go to filmfandango.co.uk, click on the contact button, and write in your message, or you can email dear filmfandango.com. At the same time, you might be on the website thinking, I got too much cash. Yeah, I will want to. How can I offload it? Yeah, quickly. Yes, because having too much money puts you, makes you susceptible to. Problems in life. Burglars. Yep. And um, sex offenders. Yes. That's if you want to make sure, that. free yourself from the fear of some bur- burglars and sex offenders, why not get rid of that money by donating it to <laughs> go go to the website, clicking donate. But up, I mean, a thousand, off the top of my head, a thousand pounds. Is that like the base suggest- that suggested? Would, I mean, that would put, definitely put off. Most burglars. But if you if you want to be really safe, five thousand. Five thousand. And you you don't want to muck around with security, do you? Yeah, let's call it ten thousand pounds. All right, thank you very much for everyone who has donated. I mean, I mean, no one's donated that much yet, but it'd be really great. <laughs> you need to start that on. You don't have like a just giving page where you have previous donations. Yeah, you don't. Can't it's it. not. It's not for the podcast. It's for you. Remember that. Okay, here's a letter. This is from uh, Katie. And this is uh, on the 17th of November. And she said hello to David, but he's, got, he's gone. Hi, David, Marek, Buddy, and all the minor reoccurring characters. I'm a bit behind on the podcast, so she doesn't even realise this shit. She's going to be devastated. She'll probably stop listening by now. But you were talking about the cost of cinemas and if it's worth it. I thought I would... Make you aware of the Premier Cinema in Romford. That's what we went to. Would you go to Premier? Premier? Yeah. About 20 years ago, it was an Odeon but closed down when a new, better cinema opened. This is really this weird. This is pretty much what happened in Cardiff. It was left abandoned for about 15 years yeah, yeah. and then suddenly opened in its new guise. But the thing is that all tickets are £4. Of course, there's been a little refurbishment, but it's still a pretty good cinema. And if you want to go to one of the bigger releases, it makes it worth it. Also, popcorn prices are fairly cheap, so you might be happy too. Another plus is that the view in Romford has now cheap deals now to compete with it. That's exactly what's happening. So basically, KT's written in, and I've not read with exactly what's happened to us, but yeah. the Premier must have done it all over the place, all over the place then. 
Well, I don't think there's that many premiers. When I looked on the website earlier, I think there was only Isn't two. Isn't that weird? Yeah. A weird coincidence. Yeah, that, that's exactly look. it. And then View and then Cineworld now, as we walk past, they've gone down to £4. Here's one from Stephen Higgins. Um, why don't you read this one, Paul? OK. Hi, new format and all former format ancillaries. I'm a few weeks behind, so I'm not sure who to greet. I've just watched I Don't Feel Like Bumming in This World Anymore. Or something like that. I've not it's, got. I don't feel, feel it, like feel it, in, this, in this world anymore. Is it that one? Uh, yeah, no longer feel in this world like anymore. It. It's it's um, the Macon Blair. Yeah, I quite enjoyed. It. I did one. He also made a, a um, appearance in the Florida Project, which I watched recently. Is it Macon Blair? Yes, it is. Uh, his first directorial role. I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Sorry, Karen. Okay. Uh, I've just watched, yeah, I don't feel like bumming in this world anymore or something like that. I've not gone around to this film for ages because I thought it was a totally different film to how it turned out. It was fantastic, much like the Morgans thing. This film had an instantly forgettable title. This time, though, it, it seems like a great film has maybe suffered from having a complicated title. One to three words seems to be best. The Terminator, The Matrix, Blade Runner, The Bumming Man, etc. Anything over that and it just and it gets harder to remember for the average Joe. This film is great and would get at least seven Stevens, which might even be eight Steves. But it feels like a word-of-mouth type grower that uh, film that needs an easy title to pass around. I foolishly got drawn into a film called Skyline because I thought it was a cool title, only to find out that it was a terrible sci-fi snorefest with the second-tier cast from 24 and Scrubs. Looks like it's getting a sequel, though. Oh, well, this was supposed to be a succinct little question about film titles, and now it's a ramble. Any films... Any films where the title is misleading or off-putting? The Accountant. I was just having that discussion with my... Uh, the Accountant? <laughs> Dick, that's a bad film title. Keep doing whatever it is you're doing now. Sorry I'm making this very time-specific. Thank, thank you. Um, I don't feel like ho- at home in this world anymore. I think it was one of David's favourite films of the year. I gave it seven merits when I saw it. Um, I didn't love it, no. Uh, tell us about The Accountant then. I've not seen I don't, I've not seen it, I just think it's a bad title. I mean, I just I can't really think of think... a worse title in a way. I mean, I, mean, I think that's kind of the point. I think, but but actually, I think... arbitrage was pretty. That's another sort of finance movie. Arbitrage was a uh, yeah, the Richard Gear one. I think I saw it. And it's quite boring. I mean, that's a bad title. Arbitrage. Arbitrage. A margin call. Any business one. So margin call. Not that. It's no. all right. But that film is very good film with Kevin Spacey. In Dirty Bastard. <laughs> Non-friend of the show, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Other bad titles? I'm trying to think. I definitely have some. Um... It is, if it's the monster film, it has to be like The Terminator, The Predator, The Thing, The Blob, The Fly. You just put that in front and say what it is. Yeah. Superhero films, just name the superhero. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think. There definitely have been some. Like, this is why some people read, read the emails in advance, isn't it? Yeah. Back to the... Back, no, no one reads the emails in advance. It's great about it. Back to the Future is a very good title. Back to the Future is perfect. Yeah, that's a great title. I mean, one of the fam- most famous ones is we talk about, uh, we talk about the uh, IMDb list. The Shawshank Redemption is a notoriously bad title. That is a bad title. You're for right. no one knew what it was. And only the fact it's become so famous. But everyone would... I mean, my mum getting recommended it and no one we be the the um the uh, the prison film Shawshank Redemption yeah. terrible title yeah yeah I agree normally just say what it is it's really simple it's yeah. like going to a shop isn't it you don't you say tomato soup you don't want to have it have it red 
red hot liquid in a red, can. Red liquid do you have when you're ill? I, I don't know if you've answered that question well. No, I don't think so, actually. That's what people like, though. They like writing in and not having a fully uh, satisfactory answer to answer. Uh, it's annoying because I've definitely got some for this category. Well, I'll read another letter. Yeah, what do you think? It's from Chris Dodd, pissing at the flicks. This is my kind <laughs> of letter. Loving the new show, and would like to suggest a new section what? called In the Pisser. Let me explain. Often when I come out of daytime screening, there are only a handful of people watching the film with you, and inevitably, when I go to got to the toilet straight afterwards. I'm joined at the urinals by someone who's been in the same screening. I then get this overriding feeling to say something about the film since we have shared the viewing experience and also to break the awkward silence while taking a piss. But of course that comment needs to be short, witty and above above all, unthreatening. Here's my suggestion for a few recent films if the film Fandango is want to have a go. So for the film Geostorm, you could say, what a load of piss that was. For Murder on the Orient Express, you could say, can't believe I held my pissing for that shit. <laughs> and for Mother, you could say, that was the biggest out of piss I've ever seen in a long time. It all depends, of course, who is standing beside you at the urinal. Judge it carefully, film goers. Sometimes it may be best to keep still. All the best, Chris. Does it have to have, your comment has to have piss in it then? Well, no, it's just all something those, you'd say over, what, I mean, what would you say to someone after you saw Pennington 2? I think you just look straight ahead and just. Or maybe you could say, Do you watch a lot of kids' films? Watch. <laughs> and there's no really good thing to say, is there? I think when you, yeah, especially coming out of the kid. I mean, uh, just go uh, to the key. And especially if a kid is next to you, you yeah, then you probably just don't have that chat. Oh, you, do, don't talk, you definitely don't talk to anyone under 18 uh, or over the next year, Rhino. I'm just thinking about our audience. You could have a elderly gentleman to your left, a kid to your right. Dangerous. Yeah. I mean, we suggest that you don't speak to people <laughs> at the urinal. I mean, ladies probably don't Ladies probably don't talk through the walls, do they? No idea. All right, well, that's the letters section. We're going to find out about the guests, what things they like, and other bits. we ask them questions about films. Here are the questions coming up. Well, listeners will be pleased to hear that because podcasts have been going on a bit long, I've abandoned the quiz this week. If you like the quiz section, please write in and I'll reinstate the quiz section. But as Paul said to me earlier, there's a lot of dead air. The thinking, thinking's not great time. Who wants to listen to people think? Not me. Could be quite meditative, couldn't it, I suppose? Yeah. So instead we're going to go to um, your IMDB number. I'm passing over my computer now. <clears throat> there should really be. I mean, if someone wants to put some countdown music or some sort of mild, mild threat music, because a lot of the time I tell people about this IMDB number okay. and they don't know they don't know what it is. I've got, I've, so I have to do this sort of... I've got a confession. I did try to bump it up this week. Well, what did you watch to bump it up? Well, I've realised there's... There's two big issues with the this. One is new film Chaplin. Yeah, he's you've my not problem. hit Chaplin hard, and I have <clears throat> I previously hit Chaplin hard, so I, I get through there. 
But then you is it, it anime and Chaplin. Stu- anime things. Studio Ghibli. That's yeah. what is it Ghibli? Is that how you pronounce it? So these, if you got rid of Chaplin and Studio Ghibli, I think I go all the way up to seventy something, which is Dang Girl. Well, this know? that's what I was going to say. So I was you get some so Bollywood films. I in there. did Grave of the Fireflies. That is rubbish, isn't it? Well, it's massively depressing. Yeah, it's a nuclear war. I can't, nuclear war, isn't it? Uh, no, it's it's Hiroshima, just. It's, no, it's just end of the end of the Second World War. Oh yeah, it, it, that was massively it's depressing. Not, it doesn't deserve to be in the top hundred, does it? So I'd literally watch that to try and clear some clear me, and then imagine that if it drove you to kill yourself through playing the IMDb. To top yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. What's the number, Paul? Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm doing exactly the dead air thing I just said about. Jungle said, so, yeah, this is it, Blade Runner 2049, I've not seen it. Wretched, that's a new, that's a new entry at 62. Oh, yeah, that's quite high. What is it after that? So irritating. Is it, is it Dango after that? I think that? I could have, no, then I would have got Princess Mononoke. Mononoke, yeah, yeah. That's another Wretched What's thing. after that? Uh, I've done Old Boy Aliens, Witness for the Prosecution, I've done that. I have seen Witness for the Prosecution. Have you seen I don't think it should be in a top... Oh, is that, is that the one you said about, Dangal? Yeah, that's around 70 to me. Yeah, that's because I thought that was the one that was going to get you. That has got me... So what's that on? That's 71. So if you get rid of Chaplin's and the, and the that's what I'm on. Chaplin and Ghibli, that's what takes you down. But I, I, it was a new release because I couldn't watch those at home and then get it cleared, 62. Yeah. Maybe we, should, maybe we could watch Dangle together. That's something you could say that you're right on. <laughs> Do you fancy watching Dangle, mate? All right, then. OK. Well, thank you. Um, uh, now we're going to talk about... We talked about not five favourite films or films, two or three films that you love that the audience might not have heard of before. That's probably the easiest thing, because I could, yeah, it's just things... That, that you think uh, that surprised you or have influenced you and why that is. Why, why have they influenced you? What do you think about them? Everyone wants to know. Are you ready to talk about it? And go. Uh, So I'm going to start with The Apartment. You've seen The Apartment, right? This is the one when Billy Wilder. Uh, Billy Wilder, when what's his name, Jack, Jack Lemon, renting out his apartment yeah. for people to get uh, t- to earn more money. Uh, to no, to have affairs in the office. Yeah, so he can earn more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Earn more yeah. money and uh, go, go up the work ladder. Yeah, I just think it's. I mean, it's unbelievably good and uh, yeah. Again, just just script wise, just perfect and. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a, I'm, I think everything everything about it is just really well and just a really great lines, just like really sharp dialogue and it's weird seeing Shirley MacLaine really someone who's been in Hollywood for yeah. fifty years or something, seeing them really young and sort of foxy, yeah, and then seeing her later on in well, you know all the stuff she's been in there, sort of quite cantankerous. Uh... But she's good. I, mean, I think I think it's the tone thing as well. I just really like about. It. I love that kind of bittersweet. It's not, you know, it's it, even the ending. It's it's always got that, and his films always have that kind of bittersweet, which I find uh, I'm just a big fan of. Nineteen sixty, it was made. And it won the Oscar, and it was yeah, just. But it also inspired um, Jerry Maguire, which is a, a, another film I really like. Oh, really? Is am I using up my numbers here? No, hundred. Uh, the problem is a hundred eight in the top hundred really? films all time. It should be higher than that. Well, I only gave it six. You gave it six. Yep. I quite liked it, but I mean, I don't, 
I'm not a fan of the sort of snappy dialogue. Really? Yeah, you quite like the, old, like the old style, one line quips and wise. wise well, it just, it's stuff. quite just. It's, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not entirely realistic in points and parts, but it's just really well crafted. Um, uh, okay, so let's just do some other ones. So that was that. Let's think of some interesting ones. Uh, so, the Big Chill. The Big Chill? Tell me about that, please. I can't remember much about it. Um, but it's lots of... This is the Tom Berenger to Glenn Close Yeah, thing. so basically lots of friends come together for, I think it's a funeral of a friend, and they're basically all in a house together, and it's kind of them reflecting on their lives. I think I've never seen this. Have you not seen it? Got an away for Best Picture in late 1984. I mean, it's phenomenal, yeah. I mean, it's really one of a kind as well, because it's such an ensemble film which is quite rare and it does work and I, I, I think work at the cast this is the cast incredible Tom Berger Glenn Close Jeff Goldblum William Hurt underrated actor Kevin Klein, Mary Kay plays I don't know, Meg Tilly it's got an amazing cast so basically they all come together and then it becomes this kind of reflection I think it, these sometimes films hit you because they just hit you at the right time of life or something and I think they were of the age it's sort of people starting to have Kids, they're just kind of getting into adult life, and then and the, their friends died, and they're kind of making sense of where they all are, and they're all living in a house. They, they'll just come together for this funeral, and again, it's just, I mean, it's just, it's kind of. There's a British film which tried to copy it called Peter's Friends, which is oh yes, absolutely awful. That. I mean, I absolutely hated that. that was some, yeah, some people liked it. I mean, I think it's awful, but um, uh, but the big chillies. I mean, I just, it's it's just it's unique, you know. I just you wouldn't. How did you come across that then? Do you know, I have no idea. Often I just hear people talking about them in other contexts, you know, or people. people yeah, people. people. And it's, I <laughs> hear. <laughs> oh, look at those people. people. And if you hear someone speaking like that, you know they've got authority. Um, that is a much, much better way of saying people. People. Try it. Try it. Every I mean, day you're getting insight is. now into the bullying of yet. This, this is exactly, this is, we're back to the polo incident. <laughs> This is a mild form. The key to bullying, find one small just weakness. Sweetness, just just one the way thing. Pronounces elevate a word. it into uh, repeat it until he, <laughs> until he leaves the podcast early. Elevate it, use it to break the person down. You should do training courses. Uh, do you want more of these? Yeah, go on then. That's a good one. I mean, like, that's a yeah, that's a really good one. Well, I can't believe I've like seen the one. big chill. Um, the eternal sunshine, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. That was. Um, it's only just been released when we're recording this. Matthew Skillington was on us, but that's one, one of his favourite films. Oh, was it really? Well. Okay, I think that reminded me of Paddington in a way. It felt like a, um, uh, the writer Charlie Kaufman, Kaufman and Michelle Gondry. Michelle Gondry, it felt like a perfect combination of kind of hyper real and the script. Just like a love it. That was uh, when Jim Carrey uh, sort of breaking through. I'm assuming we're going to do this, uh, listeners. Um, soon we're going to do a, I saw a Netflix documentary called Jim and Andy which is all about uh, Jim Carrey's perform- portraying Andy Kaufman in The Man and the Moon which he's made in 97 or something like that I'm going to do a podcast on that and talk about The Man and the Moon as well Jim and Andy's on Netflix and currently it may have been got, gone but I think it's available for the next 20, few days uh, Man and the Moon is on iPlayer which oh, is yeah. so you, as a, a, we're going to talk about both of those with someone shortly. So please watch those. Yes. 
Uh, I could give some other ones. I've, I've tried to pick some other ones. Uh, the Educators, German film. Have you seen that? No, I have not seen that. What happens <laughs> is, Paul, tell me immediately. It's about um, a sort of rebellious group of German tier... Uh, how old are they? 20s... Uh, but kind of um, rebels. I have saw it a while ago, but I remember being absolutely... It was just it's educators uh, with a K. With a K, yes. yeah. Edu, yeah, the K, and um, they're basically and they uh, host, uh, they take hostage this kind of business guy, and it's a um, and it's a terrible, terrible description, but it's really good and really provocative, really interesting, and great music. It's got a really brilliant montage in there as well. It's oh, just, I've not heard of the educators. I've got it on DVD. It's really great. Uh, it's won, won quite a lot of and I've quite a lot of films. Nominated for the Palm Door and things. Oh, like it's that. just really just interesting and it just yeah, it's great and yeah. Uh, that's is that probably enough? Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, I mean that will be enough for the podcast, you reckon? Yeah, I'd say so. Is your film that you made still available? Paul made a film. They're talking about titles. Six or seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, largely not really. I think we're trying to look at getting onto some kind of online platform at the moment that's a if people want to look at your work and things like that what do you what do you want to do uh, what do they want to, what, do what, they what they have to do what they have to do YouTube 33 story uh, YouTube thing uh, channel yeah. and Paul's recently well he's he's made a film about making a f- can we talk about this yeah making a film about vlogging using 1970s uh, Super Super Eight films, and I helped him make on the Isle of Wight, and it's a short, and it's really brilliant. And but uh, when it's released, I will tell the people. Thank you very much. And that'll be what's your Twitter thing? <clears throat> I should probably know that, shouldn't I? At at Paul Howard Allen. Is it? There we are. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I'm a heavy Twitter user. Not really. Not really big on self promotion. Not huge. No. Well, thanks for um, letting me come round your house. Thank you for coming to my house. Okay. Well, I guess I'll see you um, tomorrow. Okay. (laughs) The best end to the podcast ever. Thanks for listening. And remember, everyone, keep keep watching watching the films. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.